everybody. Welcome back to another episode of God Built This Podcast. I'm your host, Maxine. We're on episode 276. Let's start off with... Oh my gosh, I had a... What was I wanted to start off with? Oh, okay, okay, got it, got it, okay. I'm not going to name the particular podcast I am referring to. I guess if you know, you know, right? I'm sorry to do that, but I, I'm, I'm making a point about something else, and it just so happens to be about, it just has to stem from a po- another podcast. So there's a podcast of two women who are the the beauty standard of our current times. And what I mean by that is they have a particular hair type that is non-kinky. They have a smoother skin texture or a lighter skin texture. They like they look like the standard of beauty that is being revered right now and for the last few years. So I'm making that to, to I'm saying that to to make a point really, okay? So just kind of follow follow along. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so I had to blow my nose. <laughs> so, okay, so they recently had a separation um and they're no longer potting together. Uh in their last few episodes of their podcast, you see that they're going through like a a transition in their faith, their finding themselves to be in relationship with God more. And, you know, it's a beautiful thing. I have no fault with that. That's totally fine. Um, anyway, so they ended, they recently ended their podcast together. And now one of the ladies, she is starting whore, whore, what? One of the ladies, she recently started her own podcast. And I haven't watched the trailer of it yet, but I just, what I like to do for fun Before I even watch a YouTube video, I like to read the comments. I like to see the temperature in the room, how people are vibing with it. I will still watch it regardless of the temperature of the comments, but I just like to see, I like to read, right? I like to read different comments. And so I I find myself reading the comments of this YouTube video of her trailer for her new podcast. And in the comments, you see her, not her, but you see, well, she is liking a lot of the, a lot of the comments, but the overall temperature in the room is, you know, we're so proud of you. You know, this is so God fearing of you. You know, God is working in your, God is moving. And I, I, I notice a, you know, an anointing on you and, you know, you're speaking wisdom. This is another journey and all of that rhetoric. Right. And it's a beautiful thing, right? It's a beautiful speech to be had. But I'm calling Cap. I'm not calling Cap on her, right? Maybe she is going through a spiritual awakening and she is now finding herself in a different season and that's totally fine. There's no problem with that. But I'm calling Cap on the people. On the people. And what I mean by that is oftentimes when women who meet a particular beauty standard are suddenly, you know, speaking of God and, you know, talking about their values and their morals and all these things, 
they get a higher following from women because of this in comparison to a woman who may not meet that same beauty standard. And I see this a lot in just different aspects, right? So like, for example, years ago when I was so much strictly on that wavelength of, oh, I, in order for me to be a good Christian, I have to follow, you know, I, I had this like particular religious mindset. And at the time I was waiting until marriage, even though I, like I already had sex before, but I wanted to save myself and, you know, rededicate my life and rededicate my, my pussy for, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> Um, there was a couple who, I don't know, I don't, I don't know anything about them anymore because I, I don't follow them anymore, but at the time they were married. Now, I don't know if they're still married. That's why I say at the time. And I'm saying at the time because their marriage, if, if you get your, if you get your head out their ass, you realize that their marriage is not this like cookie cutter, perfect marriage that they portray. If you really read between the lines and just really pay attention. But this couple, they really created their platform about saving themselves until they got married to each other. They didn't even, they didn't have sex until they got married and they didn't even kiss each other until they got married. And I wish I could tell you the name of the couple. I actually, maybe I don't need to, but I remember I used to talk about them a lot. Just kind of like when I was getting out of that mindset, I definitely referenced them a lot in previous episodes so okay so they created their platform on purity on purity uh what it means to you know save yourself and they you know what it meant for them to not kiss until they got married until their wedding day and just kind of the whole propaganda of it all and she the wife she was really the face of that movement because she was this particular beauty standard. She was lighter skin. She had uh, wavy long hair. She had a nice body. Not to say she had like a BBL body, but like she wasn't overweight. She didn't have scars, at least visible scars. Her face always looked well put together, you know? So she always looked good. She always looked good according to the standard of what looking good is in this society that we're in, right, currently. So she would, was it a pinky prom? That's what it was, a pinky promise. That was her, I think that's the name of it, but that was her organization, and she would talk about just like purifying your bodies and waiting until marriage and all that, all that jazz. Um, and a lot of women follow her. A lot of women follow her. She will have these conferences around different cities and different states in America. And she would, because it's a conference, of course, right? Typically you pay to enter a conference. A lot of these women, every woman who attended paid a fee. So she would make money off of this, this fucking lie. The, off of this lie, she made money. <laughs> Maxie, are you okay? I'm fine, I'm fine, but I'm freak. I'm spazzing out right now because this is all a gig. 
a lot of these people who come on your 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 headphones, who come on your screens and portray a particular lifestyle, right? And give you the impression that it's all roses and all you got to do is believe God will give you your husband. He will give you the man of your dreams. All you got to do is have faith. Okay, do you want to be 39 years old like Yvonne Orji and still a virgin? Hold on. Do you want to be 39 years old, still not having had sexual intimacy with a man? I'm speaking to the women, okay? I mean, to the men, too, if, you know, if you're, you want to relate this to your sister or whomever. Sorry, I just lost my, lost my breath for a second. I think I'm... I'm I'm infuriated about this because I I could see past the BS and I feel like because I was there, right? I was there. I was a part of that movement who fell victim to this propaganda, who fell victim to this this like la la fantasy ass world and it's not real. It's not real. You know, like your value is not suddenly diminished because you decide to engage in premarital sex, right? Now, what I would say is be mindful of who you engage with intimately. That is something I do stand on. And I've shifted my mindset about that because, again, in previous episodes, because you guys, if you've been here with me from the beginning, you know I've shared different examples and different stories from my life experiences of different relationships I've had, different casual, to say the least, relationships I've had. And um, I would talk about like the empowerment I felt from that. That's BS too. Again, we're being victimized by these movements, thinking, you know, thinking about the feminism, the, the feminist movement and how own your body, be liberated. It's like, no, don't go too far with that because you are depleting your, your, your power or your, um, like your, your self-worth really when you continuously give your, your goods essentially to Dick, Tom and Harry, So there's a limit, right? I think there should be just a conscious effort or um, just intentional steps that you need to take when it comes to how often or whom you give yourself to, okay? So there's the feminist movement and there's the purist, purity movement. All of that is propaganda. Stop. Stop it. And I just get so annoyed when you have these particular people who decide to ride this wagon 
you know, who decide to get on this horse and they're successful from it, right? They they convince the young girls out here who have been conditioned and who are still conditioned to believe this particular rhetoric. And so when I think about the women who are, I mean, this brings me to my next topic that was already on the docket here. You know, Yvonne Orji, she has come out years ago, not like that, but like come out confessing to us saying that she's a virgin. And I feel like, I think we should get to a point where we don't need to know this. Like, I think that's intimate because she, her platform really is about, you know, her saving herself into marriage and her not, her not, um, you know, giving herself up to anybody until she meets her husband. Right. And I think Venus, Venus Williams is the same way. And I just think, why do we need to know that? You know, why do we need to know who you're giving yourself up to or who you're not? Or like, I just think that's, I don't, I just find it to be weird. Like this is TMI. Why do I need to know that you've had sex? You know, when is that appropriate for, for you to tell us, the public, that? I just think it's, it's just weird. And then maybe her mindset is, well, well, you know, she's she's uh, inspiring young girls to follow God. And it's like, okay, what in that message then? In turn, what are you saying to the women, the countless women and men? Well, you know, the purity movement is really focused on women, which is silly. But because obviously who are they having sex with to not be virgins anymore, right? But this this is focused on women to believe. So now, okay, so now the women who had sex already, who and there's evidence of that if they've had kids, but even if they didn't have kids, but regardless, like there's so many women who's already had sex, who's already had multiple relationships. In that, in that though, that inherently is making those women feel inadequate, unworthy, damaged, right? Damaged goods. I remember someone told me, like, she was, like, com not complaining. Uh, what's the word? Just kind of venting to me and feeling like she's unworthy of love because she is a single mother. She, you know, she she has a child, and she feels like, no one's going to love her. And it's just such a sad way to think, right? It's just a sad way to feel. But then it makes me wonder, it makes me realize actually where that comes from. That stems from this religious movement, this purity movement of if you have sex, you are no longer worthy of love. If you've had a child out of wedlock, you're not worthy of love? Like, how silly is that? It's silly. It's silly. And it's, it's a poor message to be shared. So right now, moving forward, at this time of the recording, don't share that you are a virgin anymore. Don't share that you are not a virgin anymore. Like, don't share it. That's none of our business. Leave it at the door. Keep that between you and your partner. If you choose to wait until marriage, that's your personal choice, right? You're you're of liberty to to do that. That's fine. But I think it's dumb. 
ultimately what I wanted to get at. I think it's dumb. But, you know, again, you know, it's your life. Do what you want. I remember I, um, um, what was it? I keep seeing people wearing masks. I keep seeing people wearing fucking masks. And what irritates me about that the most is when I see people wearing masks in their car. In their car, they're wearing a mask. Who are you? What? What air in your car alone are you afraid of? You know, I, that, just things like that just, like, irritates me because why are you doing this? Like, why are you living your life like this? But then I have to catch myself every time, like, this is their fucking lives. And they're, if they want to look dumb and stupid, then let them be dumb and stupid, Maxine. <laughs> I just hate that shit. Anyway, um ultimately I just find it to be very annoying <sighs> I guess I gotta mind my business <laughs> I hear some of y'all say it just none of y'all got tired someone I made a like a video about it someone responded they're like that's why you should mind your business <laughs> no 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 we don't live in a silo right um we're in a shared space, so it is my business. <laughs> it is my business, okay? The fuck? And it's weird. It's weird, it's stupid, and it's childish. <laughs> but yeah, um, so going back to that first uh, story that I shared about the woman who was on a podcast with her friend and no longer is anymore, now she's gaining a following, a strong following, you know, from the following that she already gained from the initial podcast. Now she's taking that with her into her independent podcast. And in that podcast, like, again, in, on the trailer, in the comments, you see this, like, astounding amount of support. And, like, I'm not saying she can't be supported. I'm not saying don't support her. Like, I I have no qualms with her necessarily, but as I said, I, I think it really just speaks to the people in the comments. Oftentimes, you see the people who follow certain people, they're following because that person meets an aesthetic that they aspire to be or that they wish they were, right? They wish they looked like her. And I feel like if she wasn't, if she didn't, have that particular aesthetic and if she was just like a regular schmegler girl or if she was a bigger weight uh, of a bigger weight or if she was you know just not in that realm then I definitely feel like she would not have received <laughs> she would not have received the, the astounding support that she has I know I sound like a hater. I really know I sound like a hater, but I'm, I'm speaking the truth. I'm really speaking to this, this tendency of women following women who are beautiful. <laughs> who are beautiful. <laughs> I sound like a hater. The more I explain myself, I sound like a hater. I promise you I'm not a hater, and I, I do find myself to be beautiful. I'm beautiful. I, I believe in that. But I'm, I'm particularly talking about a certain type of aesthetic that is revered as like, oh, 
I don't know. You know what I'm saying, though, right? And, you know, just all of a sudden, oh, you know, God is using you. Shut up. Shut up. God is not saying I'm <laughs> Sure, maybe God is using her. But the point is, all of a sudden, she's like your savior. Like, the way people are, that's, what I'm, that's my point. That's what I'm trying to say here. The way people are talking in these comments, like, she is a fucking, like, savior for them. Oh, my gosh, I love you so much. Like, who is she? Who is she? Did she pay your bills one month? Did she cover your expenses one month? What have she done that has made you speak of her so, so proudly? I just don't understand. Like, I just don't get that. Like... Anyway, I'm not a hater. I promise you I'm not a hater. I'm just pointing out the obvious and calling cap. I'm calling cap for the type of support people give to to some people. It's just, it's weird, and I don't like it. I don't like it. Okay, so let's talk about Ramona Singa. Ramona Singer. Now, all the Bravo celebrities, all the Bravo fans, if you're listening, I am a Ramona fan. I like good TV. She's entertaining. And I know throughout her seasons on Real Housewives of New York, she has been, uh, what is it, a little annoying to say the least. Right? Sometimes Ramona doesn't think before she speaks. Sometimes she's a little harsh in her delivery. Some, you know, there's a lot of, and look, there's a lot of people in the real world who are like this. There are people in my life who are like this. But with Ramona Singer, she's looked at in a different light because she's on TV and we, you know, we have an insight view of her world from what she shows us, right? So, okay, cool, whatever. And she happens to be a white woman. Let me just make that very clear for those who may not be familiar of who I'm talking about. So, in the last season, not the one that just passed, the season before the, the latest one, Ebony K. Williams was one of the housewives on the show. Granted, she never was a wife. Or, actually, I don't know if she never was. I think she was a wife to someone. Yeah, I think she was a wife. But at the time of her being on the show, she wasn't currently a wife. And, you know, that's just, a, that's just the name of the show, really. Like, even though it's called Real Housewives, many of them are not necessarily housewives or current housewives. Maybe they once were or maybe they're in relationship with a man who's prominent in that city, but it's not always like true to the name, but whatever. So Ebony K. Williams was the first black girl on Real Housewives of New York, New York City. And during the show, she just really put a bad taste on my mouth, everyone's mouth, the mouth, my dog's mouth, like, just, like, ugh, everything was just so freaking PC with her. She wanted to correct you. She wanted to give you a black history lesson. It's like, look, I'm black, right? I'm black. But I don't have to give you a black history every time I'm with my white counterparts. 
Like, I don't need to teach you about another black fact because we're not in fucking school. And I feel like in, in ways to create change, in ways to influence someone to be maybe more to be maybe more conscious I think is necessary to have organic moments and with Ebony K Williams and get it it's a show it's a reality show so maybe it's produced maybe they have to hype it up or um create a scene uh but even so she just made things very uncomfortable because every second was a history lesson of freaking um, Frederick Douglass. Why am I learning about Frederick Douglass on Real Housewives of New York City? Like, why am I learning about Frederick Douglass on Bravo? This is not where Frederick Douglass belongs. Is this PBS? Let's turn to PBS for that. Not Bravo, Andy Cohen. Like, what the fuck up my face with this history lesson? And I'm black. I'm black. I don't need to hear about this. Like, I just want to watch these white women fall over a bush, hit their head on a pavement, laugh about it, and then cry about their divorce. That's that's entertainment for me. I don't want to learn about Frederick Douglass, a former slave who, who worked his way out of slavery and became the prominent figure that he was and this activist. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I graduated already. <laughs> I graduated already. I no longer need to know this. Okay, so what is my, Theo, come here. Oh, dang, he got my sock again. That sock at this point is his because there's already a hole in it. Come here, come here. He knows what, what, what is that? Why you? At this point, that's his toy. At this point, I just, I'm recording right now. Anyway, so, why would you do that? No. Yeah, so, like, that's not where I watch, that's not where my entertainment lies. Not in Frederick Douglass. Sorry, but no. Okay? Anyway, so, Ramona Singer, again, I describe her and how I did, right? So, now, because of the that season with Ebony K. Williams, uh, what happened? So she, it really put a bad taste in everyone's mouth, so much so that the the show <laughs> went on hiatus much longer than usual. It's typically every year there's a new season, right? Not even every new year, every year. Every, like, seven months there's a new season. And that new season, um, the upcoming season for Real Housewives of New York City was delayed because they decided to shake the whole cast up, which is why there's a new season of new cast members of Real House, of Roni, let's just say it in short, of Roni. Anyway, so Ramona is now being being accused of being a racist. And let's let's talk about why. And I am team Ramona. If if that's not, (laughs) and I feel like I'm coming on here talking like I'm a white woman apologist, but I swear to you, I just don't like the BS. I don't like the BS. I don't like the cap. I don't like this like woke mob mentality that we've been having in our society. I don't like the division. I don't like this whole instant expectation to hate 
white people because they're white. Like, I don't feel like that is productive. Like, I don't think, you know, not everyone, you know, it's just so silly to me. Like, you could enrich someone with um, the history of your people without then pointing your hand or, you know, your finger at that person and, and, and being mad at their ancestors for what, like, first of all, this current white person in front of you has not directly shown you any evidence of racist behavior. Instead, you're nitpicking and you're blaming her for the faults of her ancestors. I don't think that's fair. I don't think it's fair. And I don't even have white friends. I really don't. I really don't. <laughs> the way I'm talking make it seem like I got so many white friends and I'm out here, you know, just <laughs> being the voice of white people. I promise you I, I'm not. I really don't talk to white people like that. I really don't. Unless I have to, right? But I don't befriend them like that. The point is, Ramona Singer is being wrongfully accused or labeled as a racist. And that's because, I'm going to try to paraphrase this, because you know when you read these articles, they take forever to get to the dear point. Um, okay, so there was a point, okay, so she said, and I, as she was obviously trying to spell out nigger to a publicist from an article of a magazine because she wanted to correct, she wanted that that um, the writer to correct what was already said in that article because what she wanted the, her to say was she said the N-word, like verbatim, verbatim N-word, right? Not the actual full word. And she said, she's trying to tell that publicist, I said the N-word, just as I said it, right? She said, I didn't say N-I. So she was about to spell nigger. <laughs> but she didn't. She did not. She stopped. She stopped. She literally just stopped at N-I. And whoever was this publicist or the writer decided to screenshot that and send it to People Magazine or whoever. And now, because of that, Ramona Singer got disinvited to the BravoCon, which is a big two-day conference or, like, festival of different Bravo celebrities coming to a particular city and having, like, regular people come on, not come on, but, like, be an audience talking directly to these Bravo celebrities. And I just find it to be so rude because, not even rude, rude is not even the word, but I just find it to be so shysty. Shysty is the word I'm looking for. Because why are you trying to do a gotcha moment? Like, why are you trying to get me? Like, oh, look, she is racist, she is racist. No, she's not. She's making a clarification. She didn't say the N-word. <laughs> now, why people can't even, why people can't even write the N-word? <laughs> they can't even half write N-word? <laughs> I think I'm going hard for Ramona because I really like her. I think she's just misunderstood. And I've always liked people who are typically characterized as misunderstood because for so long, even currently in my life, I've always been seen as misunderstood. Like, oh, I don't really get her or just like confusion on just how I move and yada, yada, yada. So I just find it to be interesting. So... With, I'm trying to see where did where did this dog go. Uh, anyway, but yeah, so 
she is disinvited to BravoCon. Why are you on my... I just... Okay, why am I child? Um, so she says here... I'm seeing if I can find it. Anyway, so she responds to... Oh, no, that's something else. See, again, these articles are so silly in a way that they are worded. But um, anyway, so she is disinvited, and I just think it's not fair. It's not right. Andy Cohen trying to say it was the right thing to do. Like, shut up. It wasn't a racial comment. It was. People act like this word doesn't exist. People act like it, it doesn't exist. And I don't think that is being honest. I think I don't think that's being genuine. You're being completely disingenuous. Like, if you look at the context of her conversation here, you see that she was making a clarification, and she didn't even say the full word. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I don't think it's that deep. I don't think it, it resulted into this, like, mob mentality or movement trying to attack this woman. It's not right. It's not right. So, yeah, I just, I'm team Ramona. <laughs> Okay, let's move on. Oh my gosh. Okay, so let's get into this interesting turn of events. There's a preacher who is also a mayor. His name is Bubba Copeland, or he goes by Bubba, and um, his last name is Copeland. He decided to end his life after being outed for wearing women's fashions. Um, so there are pictures of him dressed as a woman and not just in a dress. I'm talking about, I'm talking about like makeup, hair, the whole shebang. He is a mayor in, or was, cause he's no longer with us. He was a mayor in Alabama. Oh my gosh. Why did I say it like that? He was a mayor in Alabama and yeah, so he was a pastor. So of course the the outing of him wearing women's wear and dressing as a woman was definitely hard to bear considering the particular lifestyle that he is initially displaying as a man, right? And I don't think he ever presented himself as a gay man or or what else, a, a transvestite. But nonetheless, he felt super upset. And prior to uh, alleged um, outing of him wearing this, this gear, he begged the publication to not release these photos. He begged them to not release these photos and of course they still did because the game is a game, right? And I'm not trying to sound insensitive. I'm not. I'm just I'm making the point that there are there are ruthless people out here who will do anything to make sure they have the clicks, they have the views, they have the money that comes from that, you know, the currency that comes from the the people checking in for this story or for this or that, right? 
So all of that is taken into consideration regardless of the the focus person begging for you to not release said article or said pictures, right? There are so many publications who's done that where, oh, a husband got outed for sleeping with another woman by, and we know this because there are pictures of him leaving the hotel room with a woman who's not his wife. Ah, and then you see all of that scandal spiral and yada, yada, yada. Now, a lot of these left-wing websites are now blaming this right-wing publication, which I don't know if it was a white, a right-wing publication um, that released it, but regardless, I don't think that is the issue. Like, I think not the issue, but I don't think that is the one to blame here. Like, like you pointing out it's a right-wing publication does what? What does that mean? Because overall, any site who wants views, who wants attention, and who makes a currency from that will publicize this. Like, it's not a, it's not a bipartisan thing at all. Anyway, so in Alabama... Pastor and mayor died by suicide Friday after a conservative blog. So, like, again, you pointing out it's conservative does what? Like, it's just so silly. Again, with the whole division. Conservative blog wrote a story about him wearing women's clothing as a hobby. Quote, the conservative news blog published the social media accounts of F.L. Bubba Copeland, who was the mayor of Smith Station in Alabama, and the pastor at First Baptist Church in Phoenix City, where Copen goes by Brittany Blair Summerlin and refers to himself as a transitioning transgender curvy girl. Copeland posted on Reddit as his as his alter ego and had a private Instagram page, according to the news blog. During a welfare check on Friday, Copeland shot himself in front of the police, according to the sheriff's office. The church posted on Facebook um, a message saying thank you for all your prayers and, and sympathy, yada, yada, yada. And we asked to keep him in prayer or keep his family in prayer at this time. Uh, but prior to this, so a few days before, Copeland spoke to his congregation at the church and said, quote, I've been the object of an internet attack as he did his sermon. He um, said in the privacy of our home and he apologized for any embarrassment he caused by his private and personal life. Copeland reported reportedly confirmed he was behind the social media accounts according to 1819 news and said it was for getting rid of stress that was that's his reason so he dressed like a woman and i and had his alter ego and called himself a transitioning transgender curvy girl as a way to get rid of stress and as a hobby and fantasy these are the words that he said as he explained his his moves. He deleted the accounts 
um, after 1819 News reached out to him and asked the news blog not to make them public. He says, quote, or he said, quote, what I do in, in private life has nothing to do with what I do in my holy life, which is interesting. Uh, does this have any effect on me being mayor that I sometimes put on a dress or sometimes put on makeup? Does that have anything to do whatsoever with me being mayor or being a pastor? And I guess those were his last words publicly, at least before he decided to do what he did to his life. Um, no, it's, it's unfortunate. It's sad that he felt that was his option like that was his only resort um so yeah that's disturbing uh what i really want to speak to is you know what what he's saying here right he's saying that does this have an effect on what i do in my holy life unfortunately it does and i'm not trying to like necessarily dictate um how he should have moved. But I think the point here is if you're a whole pastor, right? <laughs> it's like, it's just, it's a little, it's a little contradictory, right? And we're all human, right? We're all human, right? We've seen pastors who, who cheated on their wives or who were abusive, right? Like there's different examples of pastors who, weren't like perfect and I think the point of what I'm saying is sorry my nose is itchy <sighs> the point of what I'm saying is these um these people they leave they live completely contradictory lives <laughs> like and it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense because it's like, what do you believe? You know, it's a little confusing. It's really confusing because with being a pastor, you are responsible for your flock. You are. They come to you whenever they are in need of advice, in need of guidance, right? So if you're not practicing what you're preaching, if you're not... Um, you know, if you're not really being true to who you are or to what you say or what you preach in your sermons, it does play an effect, a negative one on your specific walk. And I just find it to be disingenuous. Like something has to give, like you can't do two things at once. You really can't either you quit whatever you do that is completely contradictory to your to your faith, or you, you know, you do the opposite. Like, whichever one you decide to do, you got to do it, because it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense, you know? Um, and so, I'm sorry that he lost his life, you know, by doing what he did, by ending it. Um, but I think, ultimately, the, the whole conversation being shifted to, oh, well, it's because of... It's because of um, this site that, you know, that did this. That's why he did it. It's like, no, it's not. It's not. Because 
you're now taking away the responsibility because at some point, at some point, he was going to be outed. Not everything you do in the dark stays in the dark, okay? At some point, somebody in his town, and maybe somebody already knew, right? Maybe there were some people who had suspicions of, hey, I think I saw him in a dress. I think I see a picture of him in that, you know, in a dress, in a wig. Like, I'm sure it wasn't completely a secret. So I say all that to say, he, like, I don't know. I feel like you really have to stand 10 toes down. Like, if you're, if you want to give this statement and say, what I do in my private life has nothing to do with what I do in my holy life, okay, stand on that. Though I disagree, I do disagree with that, but you are entitled to feel how you feel. So if you really believe that, why did you decide to then do what you did to yourself by ending your life? Like, why did you decide, like, what? Obviously, you don't really mean that. Obviously, you you don't really stand in that. Like, stand in that. If you really identify as such a, you know, a transgender, curvy, transitioning, curvy woman, okay, but don't get mad. Don't get mad at a publication deciding to use that as a story. It's the fucking game. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry this may come off insensitive. I know it's a life loss, and that is sad. I feel sorry for his loved ones. But, again, we have to, like, speak on that. We have to speak on that and talk about how it's just so – it's such a silly – it's just a silly turn of events. And maybe silly is not the right adjective, but I just find it to be very, it doesn't, it doesn't match up. It doesn't match up at all. So it is what it is, child. So let's end off with Jeezy. Nia Long is suddenly an interviewer. I don't know what's going on, but whatever. You know, everyone has their different outlets. That's fine. Uh, Jeezy. I think he kind of alluded to something or people are taking it as in uh, like some of a hint that he did not cheat on his wife. He actually describes men who cheat as not real ass niggas. I don't understand that. Like, I think he's trying to pander to women by saying that because you mean to tell me before he married Jeannie, I just say Jeezy. Before he married Jeezy himself, no. Before he married Jeannie, he said like he had children before her with several different black women. You mean to tell me he didn't cheat on them? Come on. So are you trying to say you you were you were still a real man, a real man with them, and just now you weren't or? It just it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't it doesn't add up. Like shut up. You're just saying shit to to sound profound or whatever. Because first of all, you mean you have cheated and you still are. <laughs> like, but no, I, I I just find it to be disingenuous. Anyway, so he makes the statement that we're you know it's easy for us to make the assumption that he's saying, um. He did not. He did not do anything to cause the dissolution of his marriage. And there is now a rumor going around, and it's been going around since the start of the news 
of us hearing that he filed for divorce from her, that she was the one who, in fact, cheated. And it was her relationship with Mario Lopez. Mind you, Mario Lopez is a married man. Who, I mean, I'm not saying he, he can't cheat, but I'm just saying um, there's a clip of Mario Lopez and Jeannie Mai just being a little too friendly. And I don't think it's a little too friendly. I really don't. I just think both of them are very strong in their personalities. Like, they're, they're news personality people. They have made a living for many years now from their personality. They know how to engage and look and feel inviting. They have a great spirit about them that makes you want to listen and, you know, just tune in. So I think with them coming together in that clip, of course it was going to be good vibes. Of course you will see the chemistry and the charisma. Like all of that comes with the course because that's literally a part of their job. They probably went to school for that. Communications, knowing how to communicate in a way that is so engaging, that is, like I'm not surprised at all. So anyway, there's a clip of them like just like talking and like um, connecting with each other. And so people are trying to say, oh, Jeannie Mai cheated on Jeezy with Mario Lopez. And uh, look, I don't know if that's true or not. This is all alleged. It's all speculative. But I think um, this whole interview that Jeezy is having with Nia Long, I feel like, I don't know if I like Jeezy. I did download his previous album not the latest one the previous one there was something about it that made me want to check it out and I did and I really enjoyed some of the tracks he's talented I'm not taking that away from him and maybe that's a part of his like persona but I don't feel like he's like cool or like actually no he presents as like cool guy that's what I mean like he's like too cool for school or he's just like like he always wears these like darkened blackout sunglasses no matter where he's at whether he's outside inside in a car on the porch like nigga you're in bed right now take off those glasses take off those sun glasses why are you wearing that so I just don't like to I don't like that about some people like why are you wearing <laughs> again why, why are you let people let people live there shut up <laughs> shut up <laughs> we're in community so we have to comment about other people but anyway, I, just, I don't like that about him. I find, I find him to be um, closed off entirely, and he just comes out very too cool. Like, I don't know, like, maybe that's just the rapper in him, but it's just weird. So in that interview, him saying, oh, real, it's just, ugh. it's like he's trying to pander to a, to a particular group of people. I just don't find that to be, um, I don't find that to be genuine at all. So, that's my two cents on it. And I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up here. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you are subscribed. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And I will check in with you all next time. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of God Built This Podcast with your host, Maxine. If you liked it, leave a review, share, and subscribe. God bless.